Hello, Mrs. Wu. Hello. Welcome back, ladies and gents. We're here at the beautiful, magnificent, palatial town and country motel here in Strathfield at the Wooshka Studios. And uh, it's a hive of activity. It's a hive today, of activity. We're, we're joined here again by Adam. This is our sixth episode. Sixth episode. Sixth Can you believe that we're still on the air? I know. Do you remember that time that that show was on the air and Kerry Packer rang up in the middle of it? And Doug Mulray's. Doug Mulray's yeah. naughtiest videos and yeah. yanked it. Yeah. I'm just waiting for a big hook to come out waiting of these curtains. Rob to come in and just, and go, just say, this is, it. this is crap. <laughs> you girls are not delivering what you promised, which was nothing much to start <laughs> no, with. We but did, We did set expectations quite, quite low, low, but we are delighted that you've chosen to join us today and the growing uh, legions of... Uh, listeners, I think there's 11 now. I, it's something like that. We're almost in double digits. Dig- oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just can't believe I did it again. Oh, last week she couldn't get that word out, and she's and she's just had a again. large, large slice of beautiful banana yes. cake. So I think the sugar's just going to her head a bit. I did. Um, I did bring in some cake this week, didn't I? What did you think of the cake, Adam? It was superb. And there's two other. Lovely looking men over there, and they're on their computers. Oh, How was the cake? The eye, Fantastic and very good. Very easy on yeah, the Yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit pervy, darling. They're twelve, it is, isn't it? and un- you're un- totally like eight hundred. So just moving on. We'll get done for sexual still. harassment in a minute. <laughs> it's not we'll in the workplace. Remember that. Um, remember that incident a couple of weeks back. I think it was was it a basketballer, and he was being interviewed interviewed by a. Oh no, he was a cricketer. What a knob. A Interviewing what was his name? Anyone? Anyone? Cricketer's name? That cricketer who, who um, said, was don't blush, baby. Yeah. Was being oh, anyway. It's, anyway, not, it's it was forgettable. Like, I'm doing that now, aren't I? Yes. So it's reverse. And also uh, in the media. So uh, we retract all of that. So uh, let's kick off. Seeing as I did bring cake. Yep. Um, I thought I might share with our uh, listeners today. Some our, of the, all 11 of you? Yeah. Take it, get your pen and paper ready, guys. <laughs> um, some, of my, some of the cookbooks that are currently using that are on really high rotation. So, you know my um, obsession. girl crush obsession with Annabelle Crabb. Yep. So, I've got her book, which is called... Huh. Completely flew out of my head. Anyway... It's the Annabelle Crab Cookbook. This is going and well. <laughs> Diggits and, you know. <laughs> Sexual harassment. <laughs> In the kitchen, on the kitchen, on the table, food to go. Anyway, um, I really, I can't recommend it enough. It's full of recipes that you would just, sort of that you would remember from childhood, but then also far more, you know, current sort of scenarios. Well, like what? Look, at, look it up for me. Look up Annabelle Crab and books. Hang on, isn't that what Adam's supposed to be doing? You're going to get fired. <laughs> Adam um, has the most magnificent quiff. Go to Instagram and have a look at it. It's just incredible. And the other thing I wanted to mention was I, for a long time, have been of the standing that uh, Homer Simpson was bang on the money when he said you can't make friends with salad. Salad to me, you know, I don't know. I've had far too many soggy salads in my life. Mm-hmm to really believe in it. But there was a woman who lived in uh, inner Sydney and she set up a company um, which basically delivered 
salads mm-hmm. to people in her local area mm-hmm. um, on a day, daily basis. So she'd make it one salad, you know. The book is called Community and it is, you will make friends with salad. Oh, this is a salad cookbook. It's just salads. And it is incredible. Well, you I've know, made, I have an aversion to mayonnaise and eggs, so that can well, make trick, plenty, salads no, very tricky for me. Of, yeah, there's plenty without that sort of claggy, sort of mayonnaise sort of base to it. So I really recommend it. It's called Community. If you're still listening to us after <laughs> us discussing salads, thank you so much. But I will give you a little salad dressing tip I'm going to share Ooh, with you. Yes. Get, your, get your pens ready, get ladies. Pens ready. Get your pens ready. Get... Okay, the first thing is you get the bowl and you make the dressing in the bowl. Yes, you don't of course. try it. Well, some people don't. They they do it in a jar. Anyway. Oh, right. So you do it in a bowl. All you need is four things. You need two olive oil, white vinegar, honey, and Dijon. Olive Salt oil, and pepper. Vinegar. Olive oil. Vinegar. Mustard. Um, not white vinegar. What's that? What's the vinegar? Not what, balsamic? No. What's the opposite of balsamic? Um... White wine vinegar, sorry. White wine vinegar. God, that would have been a disaster. Could you imagine? (gasps) That would have been a disaster. Just for a minute. God, there's there's something new. There was was a Polly who was on, uh, like, interviewed a couple of um, weeks ago. Uh, I think it was who's the uh, Liberal um, minister with that coif? Not Bronwyn Bishop. She's like the new Bronwyn Bishop in terms of having hair that is held in place with about three cans of hairspray. Michaela. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I know, no. She's she just does this tidy little thing, tiny little thing. Michaela Cash, Michaela yeah, oh, Cash. I don't know if it's her. I don't want to drop her in it if it's okay. not her. But anyway, it's but the she one, does have that hair. It's the one with. Oh, she does. Yeah. And she was being interviewed, and that, and she was talking about if someone had a genuine interest in something, genuine. Even my kids stopped in their tracks and went, genuine. So sorry, I interrupted. The salad, white no, wine, we from vinegar. That. You totally. No, I, I need it. White Olive wine. oil, white wine vinegar, honey, mustard, and Dijon mustard, and then get a whisk, whisk it all up yeah. until it emulsifies. I think yeah. is the word. Yeah. And then just chuck whatever you want in. It is Michaelia Cash. Yeah, that's the hair. Genuine Michaelia Cash, who's the Australian senator, has been Australian senator since two thousand and eight. And would you believe once I was at an event. Um, and she was talking. Oh, really? Yeah. And a journo asked a question and she delivered a look <gasps> to was this it a journo. Uh, it, like you could see this, like, I don't know, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. She delivered a look and then delivered a line of such hate to this wow. journo, who I know, who then was reduced to tears. <gasps> From one, from yeah, that. it was pretty nasty. I can't remember what it said, but it was t- really taking a blow, blow at it. So, Michaelia Cash, I suppose you'd have to have a sort of hard ass, wouldn't you, to be in politics? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would. I think you almost have. You always have to have, be a hard ass with everything these days. On the way here, Kim and I were talking about how angry everybody is. <laughs> Everyone, us. <laughs> No, I think, you know, I know a lot of people who are really riled up at the moment. Yes. Yes. But I was in a car with a friend recently and we were both driving along and we both were road raging, like just going, oh, you idiot. And, you know, and, this, and we just looked at each other and went, what is going on? Like, yeah. this isn't who I am. No, no, no. And it's not who I want to be. So um, during, during the last week, I was told Kim that I had been a bit 
blue. I've been a bit down in the dumps. And so she, Kim, suggested that I start taking a supplement. And what was that supplement? Evening primrose oil. I have now been taking four. Yeah, you take four. Two in the morning, two in the afternoon. And I asked the question of the Facebook gang, uh, what sort of supplements everyone's taking? And we are a nation of addicts, supplement <laughs> addicts. Look, what do you take, Kim? So I take a very high dose of fish oil, which is, has been clinically... Does it make you burp fish? No, I do the odorless ones um, because it's been scientifically proven, like it's a clinically proven that uh, extremely high doses of fish oil are beneficial for chronic depression and chronic yeah chronic depression so along with my head meds I take that anyway yeah and then because for some reason after years of not really being a problem in the last two I've returned to the land of PMT that could basically fell a country like with just the homicidal rage that I develop um I've gone back to taking four fish oils all the time. Technically, you only need to take it in the week leading up to your period and then during your period. I hope you're all still listening. <laughs> uh, but because I always then forget, I just take it all the time. And again, that has got clinical proven results. Yep. So, rose And I'm the oil. living embodiment. Like, I'm an example <laughs> of that because all of my children are still alive, which, you know, is no mean feat. Then I take glucosamine. I've never uh, even heard of that. It's glucosamine with chondroitin, with genuine chondroitin, uh, because that's for my early onset uh, <laughs> arthritis in my toes. How old are you? I'm 43. 43. Hell in a handbasket, aren't you? <laughs> Body is a temple. And then I take a vitamin, and you know, executive stress vitamin B, and I often take um, some magnesium because I get really, I get really bad restless legs. Okay. So. Well, I am. So how's um, that? I, yeah. I can sink two hundred bucks at a chemist <laughs> like that. Well, I have my daily Lexapro, twenty milligrams. Yeah. That's the um, I don't want to stab everyone pill. And then I have my uh, newly started taking primrose oil, which will make me not feel sad. Yeah. Um, I take a vitamin D because I have a deficiency in it. Oh. Yes. And a magnesium, um, and I've forgotten why I took the magnesium, but it's just someone told me once to take it, and now I'm trying to search for the reason why <laughs> I take that one because that's a particularly big tablet. So oh, I, I did. Take I, the, I, I take the salts. One Karen of magnesium. Stewart told me on Facebook that she took magnesium, and I replied, "I forgot. Why do we take that for?" And she was so lovely. She said, "For muscle soreness and cramps, and can also help you sleep. Sleep." I have a couple of bulging discs. Yeah, I've got one of those. Have you had a bulging disc? I've, I had two and then one herniated. We've talked oh, about this before. Yeah. And so that was the back surgery. But I've still got one other bulging disc that gives me grief every oh, so often. Rachel says, I take bath in Epsom salts, which is basically another form of magnesium. I have a couple of bulging discs too. See, How much does that suck? Yeah. That's what she asked. Like, that, that would be really sucky. Yeah. Back but, pain is like tooth pain, which is like earache. Yeah. Th those three pains, are, you know, they get into your bones and you can't relieve it. It's just awful. Anyway, there is a lot of information on what the punters are taking um, up there on the Facebook page. Vitamin D. How did you find magnesium, out you were vitamin D deficient? Red krill oil. Red krill oil. What the hell is oh, that? Oh, that's another one for arthritic pain. Fish oil. Creaky knees. Oh, gosh. Christine is quite the addict. She's got quite a lot going on there. <laughs> anyway, it seems that... Uh, 
A lot know. of people have said and that. And there's a lot of people that are very um, poo-poo the whole notion of taking supplements that, you know, you need to take so much of them that they actually work. Well, I take a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> and also, again, it's a choice you make. Whatever. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah. But, you know, apart from paleo people. Yeah. They're just and vegans. annoying. <laughs> vegans. Yeah. Anyway, um, bored now. Bored now. Moving on. What's on your list this week? Is there anything that's Ooh. on your list? I'm getting really shitty with all of these bomb threats that are being called <gasps> into school. Yes. I'm really. So for those listeners outside, uh, for our international listeners, hello. Hello. Konnichiwa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Top of the morning to Hi, you. Hi, Blackbird. <laughs> Hi, Val. Hi, Badger. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Obama. <laughs> Of course he's listening. Of course he is. Uh, Yes, so to those listeners outside the Sydney metropolitan area, uh, there has been a series of bomb threats against schools in the first couple of weeks of the new school year. By fuckwits. Yeah, it's getting quite tedious. And they've Um, stopped even reporting on them. But imagine those kids and those teachers. Yeah. This must be pretty It would be full on. Yeah, full on. But someone was telling me that, I, I don't know what they do in high schools, but in the primary schools, they don't actually tell the kids what it is. Yeah. You know, they just say, right, we're going to do a lockdown and they don't go into, you know, there's a bomb. There was some moron who, um, Horatio started high school this year yeah. um, at the local public um, and some moron came in sort of wielding a knife and they all went into lockdown, had to get under their desks. And Why do people do that? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. If I saw them, I'd beat them with a stick. Yeah. Hey, can we just touch on momentarily the um, the notion, like kids in high school, because I've got two in high school, and I think, and just the stress, like it's quite, as a parent of a high school or of a teenager, because the stress and the worries about them, it feel a lot more... Um, you know, there's a lot more that could go wrong. Like, there's stress when your kid's in primary school and if they're getting bullied or something, that's dreadful. I don't want to I don't want to lessen that. But, you know, I've got one in year 11 and he really struggled with one of his subjects, like, from the get-go this year. So we're only a couple of weeks in. And just the stress of the decisions that had to be made and mm. they feel like they've got bigger consequences. Thoughts? Well, and I also, but I also think it's how you look at it as well, like it, and ha- how much of a big deal that you place on these yeah. decisions. I, I'm a fan of the quick decision, and I don't often think of consequences, so I, I, um. I'm not in that realm. <laughs> I'm not as responsible, obviously, or as caring as you are, because yeah. I would just say, no, nah, tick that, off you go, get it done, whatever. Yeah. I've got to watch Shameless. Oh, oh, yes, moving right along. Shameless. What we're watching at the moment, in the uh, in the car on the way to the town and country today, um, Mrs. Woog said to me, "So you're watching Shameless, right?" And I went, "No, it's on Netflix." Go. I almost, I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. Shameless is the world's greatest. Uh, oh God! As soon as people start talking about what they love on Netflix, I normally go to sleep. But listen up. I was told about this show. It stars William H. Macy. It's about a very dysfunctional family, and you will be hooked in the first five seconds. And Adam here, our producer, he hasn't watched it either, but he says it doesn't watch a lot of television. Which is weird. Which is weird. Alarm bells. Um, yes, alarm bells. And Kim claims never to watch it. Oh, I'm so jealous of her because now she gets to watch it. And I'm up to the point 
where I've got to wait for the next episode. There's been six series. So if you haven't watched Shameless, like, just cancel your weekend plans, and how many, people. how long is each episode? Is an it half hour? an hour? Oh, an hour. Yes. See, the hour-long ones, they're a commitment. They're a commitment. You've got to find an hour. And then how many episodes in a, in a, in a season? Eight. Oh, Okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Oh, don't give me this that. bullshit. <laughs> well, well, next week when we come back next week, you can tell me whether you've managed to get yourself addicted. I know, am addicted to it. Do you know what I saw? What movie I saw recently? What? The Reverend, with uh, with the new equivalent of Michael Caine, Leonardo DiCaprio. So on my list, with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been on my list for very long. Well, some things come on and off the list. Do, so you, do you want to explain what the list is? Uh, the list is just things that are basically annoying me yep. or that I can't stand or tolerate, you know. So it's slow walking people down pathways. Yep. Um, it, sometimes it's a politician and who's said some particularly stupid thing. Coke life. Um, Titanic, the movie Titanic. That green Coke life. Oh. <laughs> That's on the list. Um you know, people who, when you come up to an intersection, they pull to the left to turn right. What is wrong with those people? You're turning right, pull to the right, turn right. Okay. Uh, see? On the list. So, Michael Caine is on my list. I, I cannot tell you a more repellent actor has ever walked the earth. I, can't, he's, I reckon you could go up and touch his skin and it would sort of Michael flake Caine. off. <coughs> can't do it. Anyway, so Michael Caine, and to me, Leonardo DiCaprio is the new Michael Caine. Oh, really? You hate him too? Well, I don't hate him as much, but he doesn't really, you know, he's the new Michael Caine, like Anne Hathaway is the new Julia Roberts. How could you hate Michael Caine? Oh, he's just foul. I actually will avoid movies so that do have you hate? Like- do you hate... Julia Roberts too? No, no, I don't mind Anne Hathaway or Julia Roberts. They're okay. Oh, God, well, they'll be so relieved. <laughs> God. Michael well, Caine's going to be just gonna, devastated just when he finds out that you... I'm from Michael Caine's yeah, publicist. That um, you hate him. So anyway, Leonardo DiCaprio basically in the snow, dragging himself around for well, three hours. like the boringest movie. It was just, oh. <laughs> <sighs> but it was intense. Like, it yeah. was really... So we got to the end of it. I saw it with, um, with Felix and we both went, gee, that was intense. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to movies anymore that I walk out sort of tense. <laughs> I think I want to go to a movie and just... Given your current state of, like, hating everything, <laughs> I just think that you're asking for I trouble. Do. You know what? I was thinking about this the Come other Come on, night. let's just pick this up. Let's be positive. What's let's something be positive. good? Um, what did you... Oh, you mentioned to me you wanted to talk about lifelong ambitions. Oh, I've got a beauty, Kim. Are you sitting down, everyone? Oh, get ready. <gasps> I've often, lately in the last couple of years, set myself some goals and I've achieved them, Kim. I wanted to get a book out. I've achieved that. I wanted to do a TV commercial. I just wanted to do everything. I want to try everything, live television. I just wanted to give everything a red hot go. What it has taught me is that I'm absolutely perfectly placed for blogging. So what I was doing, because I'm really crap at all the rest of that stuff. (laughs) But I do want to do an infomercial on like a morning show, like on Studio 10. Why? Because I think it would be fun. How so? Well, like, why not? So, you know another thing that's on my list? What? Morning television. You wanted... <laughs> oh! <laughs> I can't stand it. Why well, like, did it get so bad? It's no, I like Studio 10. I reckon that's a good oh, show. Oh, no. No, I like it. Well, like I can't... Ita and Jess and Joe, they're all great talent. And Sarah Harris, she's fantastic. 
John Actually, John I, I should be replacing John doing those infomercials though. Oh. Watch out, Jono. I'm after your job. That would be quite funny, mm. actually, now that you say it. I, now I can... Mm. So you'd actually be saying to the fake tanner person, yeah. so tell me about these special minerals that are in, you know... Have you got a special offer for our viewers today? Yes, you can get it all for four cents. It's yeah. $45 packaging fee. Yeah. Um, no, but I like Studio 10. I mean, it does help that some of my friends are actually hosting it, but... No, the whole the lot. other the other two shows. No, they all one in particular. God, it's gone so low rent. They're all low rent. They all they are all contributing to the dumbing down of our society. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, <coughs> bored now. Mm, bored now. Hey, uh, I've got one word for you. Yep, sandwiches. <gasps> well, I must say, I've just rolled a delicious salami and cheese sandwich on white on sandwich bread. Squishy white white bread. I could talk about sandwiches for an hour. What? Shall what, I? What, yeah. <laughs> what is your favourite? Okay. There's a couple of rules when making sandwiches. Yeah. Um, one is uh, like the bread. For me, if I'm going to take the time to really construct a sandwich rather than to slap one together, I like to use like a uh, soy and linseed, like a heavy bread. Oh, right. Yes. Um, so open it up. And the trick is to use butter. Yes. And then you need to select two condiments. So it can Two. either be a mustard, yeah, or you've got you can get yourself a pickle, or you can get yourself a caramelised onion. Right. But choose like two that might, for example, caramelised onion, delicious, you know, caramelised yes. onion, and gravy. So then you put it on either side of the bread. Yeah. So that there's two layers of flavour. You still with us, listeners? Um, and then you 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 have a cheese and a protein. Right. That's wank speak for uh, meat. Yes. And then some salad, some salad items. And I generally like to do a, you know, a lettuce, some strips of capsicum, some very Ooh. finely sliced red onion. Yes. Um, and then you must, listeners, you must cut it on the diagonal. Do never cut a square sandwich. It's just... What's wrong with a square sandwich? Oh, where were you brought up? <laughs> My goodness. I alternate. I mix it up. No. Bit of, bit of diversity. No, because it's, it's, it's just easy. I, I, I can't talk about this anymore with you. Our friendship has changed. Mine is a bagel, a toasted bagel, some cream cheese that you've mixed with a, some finely chopped shallot, and then just fresh salad ingredients with some beetroot and with some finely sliced uh, so no red pro- onion. No protein? No. Interesting. Yeah, it's really good. How do you feel about the Subway chain? Oh, see, I can go a Subway <laughs> vegetarian roll. But then I also, um, I also love, uh, and I went through a phase actually of um, getting going back into the little cut sandwiches for when people would come over. Yep. So I would do a a mashed egg one, and the only thing in the egg would be some butter and salt and pepper, and then that in white bread. And then on like a pumpkin seed bread or a soy linseed would be roasted chicken that We're you gonna then have to change this topic cut up. Pretty soon, I think. Bored now. No, but I do have a hack for you. It had I do have a yuck. I do have a hack for you. This is from my uh, cousin who is a very good foodie. When she goes to um, when she's having a family gathering, she goes and gets her bread from Baker's Delight and she gets them to slice it long way. Yes. So then this she can just talk- make. Like the big layers of sandwich and just cut it into fingers. Oh, well, the other thing you do that with, there was a thing with Adam Lior, who was uh, 
who won MasterChef a few years back yeah. now and has done some great cookbooks, he got a half, he says, go to Baker's Delight, get a half loaf, mm-hmm. get them to slice it length, like lengthways rather, yep. is that right? Yeah, long ways. Long ways rather than short ways. Long. And you have the perfect size bit of bread for a sausage. Was oh, that right? Yep. There you go. You're not just here for our intellectual discussion. You're here on learning to... Tips, um, people. Tips. Yeah, make sandwiches. Uh, I don't know. What else? What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Maybe we should have a bracket. Have a bracket? Bracca. A bracket. A bracket next okay. to the digits. We're going to have a bracket next to the digits. See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to Woog and Berry, the premier podcast for middle-aged the middle-aged. I think I like that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. The premiere podcast. So I want to spend the next few minutes talking about the theory that um, I wrote about last week. Mm. Um, it's on being the best person you can be. I know I'm getting a look oh, here. Oh, Mrs. Wood. I know, I know, but I've got the, I've got, I think I've got it worked out. Green smoothies? No. Christ. Green smoothies. <laughs> um, what it is, is that I've noticed in my life, which is just chaos at the best of times. Yeah. Um, something that I'm not doing is when I take a load out of the dryer, I put it on the washing couch. Yep. And then I walk away. Mm. Yep. When I sit down to my computer and see 400 emails, I go, oh, I just don't want to see that. And then I walk away. So what I'm doing is I'm letting these problems build up till they come to a point when I have to face it, it's the situation is grim like you cannot see my couch for the washing you cannot i can't even go into the room knowing that i've got ten hundred thousand emails to respond to people who have uh, calm lives they'd get that washing out of the dryer and fold it and pop it away yeah it would probably take five minutes instead i i let build up so so much so that there's no clean clothes in the house thoughts a few, like a long time ago now, I remember reading an interview of a fashion editor of all things, and she was talking about was she an interesting person. <laughs> but she was oh, talking about editors. she was talking about body care, like looking after yourself, and that she had always struggled with how all these people on these magazines looked so to put together and were so you know, and she then cottoned on that it wasn't that, you know, in the space of a day, you got your hair cut, you got your waxing done, you got, you know, that's what I do. I wait until things get so bad. She said it's a bit, it was a bit by bit thing. So one week you go and get your your brows done and then you have your hair cut once every six weeks or whatever. And so so you actually break it down and you chunk it down. And I've got a big saying of like to my kids as well as myself, when something feels overwhelming or it's too big, you chunk it down. And what you're talking about is exactly that. Do it bit by bit. So it's like, yep, that one load of washing, I'm just going to deal with that now. I know. And, like, you should see my fridge. It's like an abyss of plastic and, like... Oh, yeah, I can't abide yeah, by that. Yeah, so tell me, how, how do you keep your fridge in order, Kim? I am ruthless. Every week, once a week, I do a complete clean through of the, of the fridge. And, you know... Um, it's now at a point where because I do shop to a menu plan and to a list. Because you're that sort of person. Um, there just doesn't tend to be too much build-up of that, you know, how Green, long has this been in there. slimy sludge mm. in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, yeah. And meat that has now got a nice silver yeah. sheen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, so I, and I also have shelves designated to certain things. Okay. 
So, you know, there's a shelf that's the dairy shelf and eggs. And then the shelf under that is sort of leftovers or things that are defrosting or, yeah. you know. I've just got to get my shit together. What about you readers? Have you got your shit together? Do you have a washing couch? Do you have a problem mm. with bills? And, you know, people, yeah. people who, their kids come home and they go, give me all your notes and then they action them. Yes. So they're not running around the house writing things on backs of paper with a signature saying, yeah, Horatio can go to gym at the, you know. <laughs> and even this week, I was just, can you just write it and I'll sign it? I don't even know what it was for. It's not I've something got f- to be proud of. I've got a funny story about that. A friend of mine, uh, about probably about eight years ago, um, her marriage broke down and it was very traumatic. Her husband had bipolar, but he was also using drugs and it was really difficult and she really struggled with the fact that her marriage broke down and she said she basically sort of lived face down on the couch for about six months and that's no way to live my friend she she had two kids and the kids would just come to her and sort of stuck stick a note under the her face and she'd you know just sign it and anyway one of those notes that she just signed was uh, a note for them to have a Japanese exchange student come and stay with them for a year. <laughs> or six months. I think it was six months. I think that isn't is that fantastic. Isn't that just hilarious? That is just a, that's a dot moment yeah. if ever there was one. Yeah. Oh, did they actually get the They Japanese? did. Oh. And, you know, she actually said it was the best thing that happened because she had to pull herself together circuit breaker and they just and this this exchange student they had was just fantastic and they loved it and they've actually been to japan now have you ever been on exchange no no have you ever ever had a billet no what happened to the billet yeah billeting i think they still do it i think it's pretty think it's dodgy i actually devoted a fair bit of of um not a fair bit maybe half a chapter on billeting in my soon-to-be-released book, Primary School Confidential, out 23rd of March, um, on billeting. And how what a strange phenomenon it was. My mum reckoned she had enough kids under the, the roof that she didn't need more. But when the kids from Walker used to come to town for some you know, footy yeah, gala day, footy or everyone got or a live-in best friend for a couple of days, apart from me. But would you seriously send your kid to stay with someone who could nut. just be a nutter? I know, I know, nut. Yeah, and no. I, th- I, th- I think billeting's gone out of favour now. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I've got um, Felix would like to do like to go on an exchange or do something like that, and I reckon it'd be great. Like it's mm. such a great experience. Uh, Twenty million years ago, my sister Mrs Ryan was sent to Turkey on a rotary exchange. Yes, like and doing she a rotary lasted exchange. very little time because oh, she was really? groping. <gasps> no. Yes. Well, another friend of mine did a rotary exchange and she had a horrible experience. Like the parents just like pretended she wasn't there. And she was just sort of invisible and really Mm. traumatic. Like, because you're only, I mean, you're still young. young. You're only straight out of school. Gosh. Anyway. Yeah, maybe that's not a really good idea. No, billeting, it's a thing of the past. I think that brings us to the end of another episode, Mrs. Blug. How are you enjoying this podcast gig? I love it. It's just such a great thing. I'm like a kid in a lolly shop. Yeah, and when I listen back, I think, yeah, you know, we are quite good at this. Oh, I think we're we hilarious. haven't had 
had any experience in this. But no. I'd like to say, to say on behalf of Kim and me, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or, or anything that you wanted to discuss, go to either All Consuming's Facebook page or Mrs Woog at Woog's World Facebook page and leave us a note. Um, have a lovely day. See ya. Treat yourself. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained. They rode us all the way to New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she whopper slapping time, I was holding Bobby's hand in mine. We sang every song that Javin knew. Freedom is just another word for nothing left.